0: Guys, I just thought that was so cool. I don't know if you know this, but a ninth grader, Joelle, led you in worship today. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, let's give her a round of applause. Man, I just think that's so beautiful to see that you guys have the ability to lead one another in your relationship with Jesus. And that you don't, you, like we like to hang out with you. We think you're really fun and that college students love coming, but you guys really have the power to lead your peers and one another in your faith. So as we gather tonight, the first night back to chaos in this new year, there's really just one question that I want to explore and answer together. Just one question. And this question is, why does Jesus matter? Especially as a junior high student, why does Jesus matter? Why do you even care? And you guys might not have realized it, but this first semester, um, In the fall, we went through the entire Old Testament together. We went through this much of Scripture together from a 20,000-foot view, starting in Genesis at the creation of time all the way through the prophets. And this semester, we're going to be going through this much Scripture together. Whoops. A significantly smaller portion of Scripture, but Scripture that changes your life and my life forever. This section is called the New Testament. It's the Gospels. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and it's all about how Jesus became a human and about Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And so I want to rewind our brains real quick. Um, and if you were here the first night of chaos this fall, you might remember Q. Ochoa. He was the bald guy that came, and he taught us the phrase that Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. Let's read this together. Ready? Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. Yeah, and I love this because it just helps me understand that we're not following rules or a law, we're, in, we're investing in a relationship together. And I'm a visual learner, and I loved the way that Q explained this phrase with chairs. And so if we remember, in the beginning was the Trinity. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and together they had a perfect relationship. They had perfect peace. They had perfect belonging. They had everything that you and I crave on a daily basis. It was right here in the Trinity. And from the beginning of time, it was the Trinity's plan to include us in this relationship. This Trinity wanted us to join in this perfect peace, this perfect belonging, this perfect relationship. And so they created Adam and Eve, the first humans, right? God created Adam and Eve. And because God didn't want a bunch of robots following him and obeying his every command, humanity was given a choice to either stay in this perfect relationship or leave and follow their temptations into sin. And as we know and we learned about this fall, Adam and Eve, humanity, turned their back on God. And they sinned. And they couldn't go back to this perfect relationship because God is perfect and now humans are not. And humans' imperfections can't be with a perfect God. And so sin entered the world. Brokenness, pain, loneliness, striving. And this is what we learned about all of first semester and what we still feel in the world today. We feel this brokenness of a broken world. So humanity and God, the Trinity, are separated. They can't be together. And humans just keep sinning, and there was more brokenness, and the pain only got worse. And in the first semester, we saw this in the stories of Abraham and Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, and the Exodus, and the Battle of Jericho, and through Gideon's story, we saw this brokenness take place. And then the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit decided to put into action the plan they had from all along, the greatest love story ever told. And this story, your story, started to change. You see, Jesus, who is 100% God because he's in the Trinity, decided to come to us. And he decided to become one of us. He became 100% human to be with us, to be in the broken, in the painful, in the lonely world. If it'll move over, they're heavy chairs. And so, why does Jesus matter? Because Jesus changed the story, Jesus changed your story. And as you know, we're just coming back from winter break and we just celebrated Christmas. Jesus coming to earth as a baby, as a human, and through Jesus coming to earth was Jesus turning back to us when we had turned away from him. And that was Jesus saying, I want a relationship with humans. I want a relationship with these people here on earth that I love so dearly, even though we didn't deserve it. And then we read in scripture that Jesus grew up, right? Jesus was a child, and then get this, you guys, Jesus was a teenager, He was one of you guys. He was your age, legit. You guys, Jesus was a teenager and he probably had to go through puberty and he probably had some voice cracks now and again and maybe just maybe he he had acne. We don't really know but Jesus was your age and lucky for us, there's actually one story in the Bible that gives us a glimpse about what Jesus was like when he was only 12 years old. But first, I want to share with you a glimpse of what Kristen was like when I was 12 years old. Cue the picture. Yep. I know. My roommates had the same reaction. That's me. Yep, I'll just let you get it out. There it is, that's me, laugh all you want. But I was in junior high. If you can hear me clap once, you can hear me clap twice. Guys, I was in junior high, and I wasn't just dressed like this for no reason, but it was crazy day at school during homecoming week, and I went all out. And I can just imagine me like leaving my house and my mom being like, stop, picture! And that's why I look so thrilled to take a picture. And you're probably wondering, what the heck is around her neck? Let me tell you. I was an elephant for Halloween that year. And that is a dryer vent that I used as my trunk. Yes, I was just a creative little child. That's me. But frankly, I look pretty lost. Right? I wouldn't really fit in with you guys. I don't really fit in at all. I don't belong. But the truth is, I was pretty lost on the inside of my heart too, not just on the outside. You guys, I experienced the brokenness and loneliness of this world in junior high Just as I know that many of you do each day, I experienced the brokenness too. As I struggled with severe acne and turned to jealousy of other people with clear skin. I was injured in cross country and instead of fighting for athletics, I just quit and gave up. I was a perfectionist and I turned to striving to get the best grades to be good enough. Because I was really lost when I realized that my grandparents were starting to die. And I turned to shutting down all of my emotions. Because I was sad because, frankly, boys never really seemed to talk to me or notice me. And so I turned to social media for the attention that I craved. Right? I turned away from Jesus and I turned to the brokenness of this world. But why does Jesus matter? Why does Jesus matter? So let's see what 12-year-old Jesus was like. Speaking of 12-year-olds, can you give me a little hand hand raise if you're 12? Nice. All right. What about if you're going to be 12? Any 11-year-olds? What about if you've already been 12? You're past that. Peace out. All right. Good. So all of your hands should have been raised so y'all can relate to Jesus in this story. Here we go. We're going to pick up the story where Jesus was just born. Jesus was just born. It was Christmas time. And every year, Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, went to Jerusalem for this thing called the Festival of the Passover, which was another story that we learned about in the Old Testament. And this year, because Jesus was 12 years old, he was old enough to join his parents on this journey. And lots of times back then, it wasn't the immediate family that traveled from place to place together. Instead, Joseph, or Jesus' aunts and uncles and cousins and friends all traveled and walked together on a long day's journey in order to go to this festival. And on the way home from the festival, Mary and Joseph, Jesus' parents, just assumed that Jesus was with everybody else. And so they left and assumed that another family member was taking care of Jesus but guess what? Jesus wasn't there. Jesus was lost, and that's where we're going to pick up the story. In Luke 2, verse 44, thinking he, Jesus, was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him in the temple courts, oops, when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. And after three days, you guys, Jesus was lost for three days. That's a long time. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them, and he was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Because this is one of my favorite stories of the Bible, and I would encourage you, with your small group or on your own, to go back and read the full thing. Because it's so fascinating to think about, this is a story we have when Jesus was your age, right? When Jesus was a teenager, we have that, and we can go back and read that. But in this scripture, I just really want to focus on four words. And these are the first four words written down that we have of Jesus in the New Testament. And those four words are, in my father's house. Say it with me, ready? In my father's house. Yes. In my father's house. You guys, Jesus was lost. Right? His parents were looking for him for three days. In a worldly sense, he was so lost. And his mother and his father went crazy searching for him. But Jesus didn't turn to jealousy or quitting, or striving, or shutting down, or social media when he was lost, as I did when I was 12 years old. Instead, Jesus turned to his father, and he turned to the fact that the only thing that mattered was that he was his father's son, and that he belonged in his father's house. And many of you might be thinking right now, but Kristen, he doesn't get it. Jesus is perfect, right? Jesus is perfect. Of course he's going to turn to his father because he does everything right. And there's no way that he understands what I'm going through in junior high. Jesus never went through standard-based grading. Jesus never got bullied on TikTok. Jesus never had to worry about likes on Instagram. And you guys, Jesus definitely doesn't have as crazy as a family as I do. Right? There's no way Jesus understands how I feel. Well, I did some research, and I learned that Jesus' teenage years were actually pretty similar to your guys's. For example, Jesus had a mom, but technically, Jesus' father, Joseph, was his stepdad. And because of that, Jesus had half brothers and sisters, just like many of you guys do. And you guys, something I learned while writing this teaching was that Jesus went to school. Isn't that crazy? Jesus went to school with the other kids to learn how to read and write, and I'm sure peer pressure was just as evident back then as it is today. And this is something I find really fascinating, that we have reason to believe that Joseph, Jesus' stepdad, probably died during Jesus' teenage years. And I know that many of you have also experienced a parent or a loved one who has passed away during this season of your life. Jesus gets it. Jesus has been there too. Jesus was 100% human. And Jesus was 12 years old. And he knew that turning to his father was the most important thing he could do. That being in his father's house was the only thing he needed to focus on. And this is my question for you. What if you did the same thing? What if in starting, instead of turning to jealousy or quitting or striving or shutting down or anger or social media, whether or not you feel lost, what if you always turn to the Father? And what if you declared that you are in your Father's house, that you are a child of God? What if... So let's um, flash it back to 7th grade Kristen again. Yep, there she is. Didn't miss her. <laughs> um, guys, but here's the thing. I was very lucky at that young age to know who Jesus was, to be introduced to Jesus. I went to church and through Riverside Bible Camp, I got to know this guy Jesus. Just as many of you get to know Jesus a little bit more every time you come to chaos each week. And here's the thing, when I heard about Jesus, for some reason I was drawn to him. And I was drawn to knowing more about this guy. And I was drawn to knowing why the heck he mattered to me. Why does Jesus matter? Because he changed the story, and he changes my story. Junior high Kristen looked pretty lost, and she was but if you look super closely on my legs, I actually have note cards taped all over them with Bible verses on them, all right? Because in junior high, when I was in eighth grade, I decided to give this Jesus guy a chance. I decided to turn to Jesus. I decided to say that Jesus matters to me in the midst of my brokenness, in the midst of my everyday life, I wanted to turn towards Jesus. And I did this by turning towards Jesus, by not being ashamed to share that I was God's child. People at school knew that I wanted a relationship with Jesus. And I got made fun of it, but people knew that was important to me. Because instead of reading lies on social media, I decided to dig into the truth of the Bible and know who God was. And instead of always expecting other people to love me, I chose to love other people the best that I could. And you guys, I found more days than not, we're going to mess up, we're not going to do this perfectly, when I wasn't turning towards Jesus, he had already chosen to turn towards me. And did, was my life the best thing ever? Was it like Instagram or Visco worthy? Was it perfect? Definitely not. But Jesus says himself, In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Guys, this is the best news ever. Jesus came to the world, not just to be in the world, but to overcome the world. Because I turned to Jesus and declared that I was God's child, and because I dug into my Bible and chose to love others unconditionally, I got little glimpses of this perfect relationship that we crave of this perfect relationship that we want to be a part of, of this perfect relationship that we were made for. And in junior high, these glimpses sometimes looked like the perfect song coming on the radio at the perfect time. Or it was a new friendship of a friend who I had just met, and she believed in me, and we walked in our faith together. And I still get those glimpses today. Jesus and I have a relationship, where he is always turned towards me. And that's a promise that will never fail. So why does Jesus matter? Because he changed the story by coming to us as a human. He changed my story by giving little glimpses of the relationship that I was created for. And he changes your story by declaring that you are his child and he has come over He has overcome the world to love you. And this is where I just wish I could sit and see each of you and look at you in the eyes and just say to each of you that you belong in your father's house. That just as Jesus knew that that's where he belonged, you belong there too. So I'm going to invite the band up. And we're going to just take some time to really think about this story. And I want you to think about... How might you be feeling lost, just as I was in junior high? What makes you feel sad or broken or distant or alone? And then what do you turn to in order to fix those problems? Do you turn to social media? Do you turn to getting perfect grades? Do you turn to anger? And what would your life look like if you decided to turn towards Jesus instead? How would that impact you? What would it look like for you to declare that in my Father's house, there's a place for me? I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Go ahead and take a listen to this song. I'm going to pray, pray quick, and then we'll dive in. Heavenly Father, God, um, thank you for tonight. God, thank you for a chance just to sit and be still in your presence And just be reminded of your bigger story that you have, God, the story that extends beyond all time. And for whatever reason, God, you wanted us to be part of it. God, thank you that we belong, that in your house, in our Father's house, we are your children. God, and I just pray for you to be touching the lives of your children here in this room tonight. God, would you just speak to us all in a new way? In your holy name,
1: what he brought me is the
0: go ahead and take a stand, stand where you are and sing this last part of
1: the song with us.
0: Awesome! If you guys want to go ahead and have a seat, I just have one more thing I want to tell you. Go ahead and have a seat. Whoo! Guys, I don't know about you, but during that last song, I think we got a glimpse of the perfect community that God created for us when three hundred people are in a room shouting, "Yes, I am." I am a child of God. I belong into the Father's house. That does something. That brings Jesus here. Brings Jesus to this place. So thank you for shouting that and worshiping with us. It's so beautiful. And I want you to realize how big of a deal that is. And I want to give you an opportunity. If something maybe clicks for you tonight in a new way, and maybe you want the chance to turn towards Jesus, or you want a chance to say, yes, I am his child. Jesus matters to me. Then on the way to small group, there's a poster on the back of the wall. And it's an outline of a house because it's your father's house. And there's some leaders back there with some ink pads. And if you want, you can put your thumb and put it in an ink pad and then put it in the outline of the house. And when you do that, it's a big deal. Because when you do that, that's your, your, you are saying that, yes, I declare I am a child of God, that I am in my father's house, and I'm going to keep choosing to turn towards Jesus. So it's super optional, but if you feel like, yes, Jesus matters to me, I would encourage you to do that on your way out towards small group.